Welcome into the Legend Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined today by former White County legend, Brent Jolly. How does that feel to hear someone call you a legend first? I ask everyone that when I interview them. Does that, is that, does that surprise you or what, what do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, legend's probably a little bit too much, I would say. <laughs> I definitely feel the older sense of the legend side. I used to think I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm definitely feeling the, the age now <laughs> at this point in my life. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a it's an honor that people think that, but uh, again, I, I never really thought of myself as a legend by any means. Well, it makes you feel any better. A lot of people say that about themselves, so you're you're <laughs> so you're you're right you're right in line with what everybody else has said so far. So let's talk uh, early life basketball. First of all, obviously, I know basketball has very very been a very big part of your family, and it still is today. Obviously, um, what what's your what's some of your first memories of basketball? Oh wow, uh, first memories, I guess. Um, you know, I guess two. One is we used to go to the high school, White County High School. My dad would be playing pickup with, um, you know, some of the older, older other coaches and, and, and teachers and things at the at the school. Um, I was little. I would come over and dribble a basketball in the gym and kind of watch them and just watch them compete. Um, those are some of my first early memories as far as being in the gym and then and then also being outside outside of our house. We had a basketball goal out playing with my sister. Uh, my mom and my dad would be out playing with us or rebounding for us and things like that. And, um, you know, those were young age. That was before kindergarten. Um, I know that for sure. I don't know exactly what age I was. But, um, yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of time at those two places, either in White County High School gym or outside in our backyard. So, obviously, you mentioned your sister. I, I'm curious how competitive and how heated would it get in the driveway when you two were out there? Uh, it was pretty, pretty competitive. We had, <laughs> we had a – we had many battles out there, many battles in the high school, kind of practicing and playing. We would uh, typically we would split up kind of on our ends and kind of go through our workouts and drills. And my dad would kind of work with my sister for a little while, work with me for a little while. Sometimes my mom was there as well, working with one of us. But usually it would end with us playing either some kind of a one-on-one -on -one type game, some type of competition. And uh, a lot of times it would end with a ball being thrown at someone or someone having a little bit of a little bit of blood before the game went in. But we had a lot of fun with it. We we had a lot of respect for each other. We loved doing it and competing against each other. It's kind of what we knew. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely, definitely we learned to compete in those, those type situations. A lot of families that really grow up involved in a sport, it's a lot of times it's a bonding tool. Was that the same with your family? Did your family really bond over the game of basketball? Oh, no question. I mean, obviously it was a huge part of our lives. You know, a lot of our vacations in the summer were consisting of some type of a basketball travel trip, whether it be – uh, me going to play somewhere, uh, us going to Kelly's AAU national tournaments, and that would be our kind of our vacation for the summer, going on those trips. And, um, you know, throughout the week, through, through the school weeks and things like that, everything kind of consistent was built around school and basketball. And, that, and that's kind of where we were and what we were about, and, and we all enjoyed it. Um, but obviously, needless to say, you talk about bonding. We, we spent hours in the car driving to those tournaments, uh, hours at those tournaments, and practicing working out yeah a lot of it did consist around basketball um, and a lot of great great memories that we do have from those experiences so when did you first begin playing organized ball then so my first organized basketball was in kindergarten uh, we have a training training league in white county and that was the first opportunity i had to play organized uh, basketball so kind of played that um you know played the training league the junior pro system um and then you're starting able to get involved in school ball. I started playing at Finley Elementary School when I was in third grade, was on the uh, 
third through sixth grade team, um, obviously stayed on that through sixth grade for moving up to middle school. So yeah, the junior pro elementary, uh, the junior pro in a training league system in White County is very good and, uh, you know, still, still going strong today. And, uh, you know, got a lot of experiences there. A lot of kids that, you know, get into athletics, they get into it at a young age. Do you feel like that's very advantageous to get kids involved as soon as they're able to, if that's really what they want to do? Oh, no question. Just to give them the experience of, of playing, um, the younger, the better. Uh, typically, uh, you know, basketball is a, a game of skill. And the, the sooner you can start building those skills, probably the more you're going to like it because you're going to be better at it. So, again, I, I don't believe in forcing kids to play and, and, and burning them out when they're, when they're young. Um, but just the opportunity to play and see if they like it, see if they take to it, see if they really have a love and a passion for it, I think is pretty important because, again, if, if you are better when you're younger, you're only going to like it more and more as you're successful at it. And I think that can motivate you sometimes as well to continue practicing, working on it, and, and have good experiences playing if you do feel like you've got an advanced skill level. But on the flip side, too, I mean, I think, I think some kids develop later, um, either – physically, athletically, or, or they find their passions later. And I think you can definitely play that catch-up game. So it's it, it can vary kid to kid. But I definitely was happy that I got the opportunity to play earlier, got exposed to it earlier, and got, you know, was able to build my skill level earlier in my, in my career. Obviously, when you're younger, there's a lot of learning that goes into any sport, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, what have you. Uh, what part of the game – I've never asked this. I normally ask what part of the game was a little bit tougher for you to learn. What part of the game came more naturally for you, though? Um, you know, probably just the overall playing experience because one thing I did was, this, you know, we'd practice the skill piece of it, but then I would go and play a lot with older guys hmm. a lot. Um, so just the, just the natural um, – you know, how to get open, how to, you know, how, how to, you know, handle the basketball under pressure against older, stronger, faster guys. So I, I think my earlier experiences kind of helped me with that, um, that some people may struggle with or have to adapt to that game. Um, so, so, so those pieces were easy. Um, you know, I think all of it's a, all of it's an effort thing though. I mean, my, you know, I worked hours with my dad teaching me how to shoot, how to shoot the correct way, um, working on ball handling drills consistently. Um, so I don't want to say anything was easy, but I think I was always probably more advanced because of those early experiences and teachings I had from my dad. And those early experiences I had playing against older, bigger guys made the game easier uh, for me when I played against guys my my age um, and things like that. So, so looking at the game of basketball and how it's played today, obviously so much of it is spacing, three-point shooting. De defense is still obviously very important, and the best teams at any level – obviously are some of the best defensive teams in, in whatever league they play in. Uh, what, how different was basketball when you were learning the game and when you were playing? Because I know a lot of people consider the 70s, 80s, and 90s. To cons they consider that the golden age of basketball for several reasons, whether it's the talent, the way the game was played, what have you. Um, what was the biggest difference in how basketball was played when you were learning it compared to how it is now? Well, I think number one um... – the, the biggest difference from when I played growing up all the way up through high school was everything was more of a um, – typically teams had two post players and, and the lane was kind of clogged up. And I don't say call it clogged up because we had some really good post players on my high school team that were really good players. And But now the game's transitioned where it's more of a perimeter-type game where they spread the teams out. There's not really as much back-to-the-basket low post play. So that's the biggest thing I've seen um, – as far as the transition of the game, it's really opened the, the court up for the offenses. Another piece of that, and, and not as not so much in high school, but in college, they've stretched the three-point line out 
and a lot of people thought when that happened that that all right the, the three-point lines further out there's gonna be less threes taken less threes attempted it's really kind of gone the other way it's really stretched the defenses out now they have to stretch out and guard more area of the court and now it's opened up for the offense more space to work and made it more of an offensive game so that's that's been the transition that's happened since since my career when i played to now um, move that three-point line back for, 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 for college and, and some different leagues and things like that. Um, you know, physical, physicality of the game. I mean, I think it was probably a lot more physical when I played. They allowed a lot more of that physicality where I think they're, they do not allow that as much now. So that's probably another piece that's kind of helped the offense out. But just the number of threes taken, the, open up of the, the opening up of the offense, I think are the biggest pieces. I mean, the teams come now, they're shooting 30, 40 threes a night. And that's just totally different when, when we played. It was shoot 10 to 15. We were, we were probably – my high school team was probably on the cutting edge of that because we were taking 15 threes a game. That was a lot at that time. You know, we, we didn't take them like they do now, but we were probably on the cutting edge because we had some pretty good shooters on the perimeter. But, yeah, that's, that's the biggest piece now, I think, is just opening up of the offense. Let's talk a little bit about your high school career. Uh, talk about the start of it, your first couple of seasons at White County. Um First of all, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced going from, you know, the middle school and kind of the junior high game to that high school game? Yeah, I think it's just getting adapted as you're coming in. You know, I was able to come in as a freshman and, and getting to play with the varsity guys. Obviously, you have that kind of – you take the back seat to the older guys. And um, so that, that was kind of my first transition I had to make is coming in, uh, getting to play with those guys early when I'm a freshman. And those guys are older, stronger, bigger than I was. And, and trying to find my place on how I – fit into the team. Um, I had an excellent high school coach, Coach Roy Wyden, who kind of helped with that transition. He helped coach me, push me, um, made me a lot better, made me a lot tougher in those earlier years when I probably wasn't strong enough physically to compete with those guys. He made me tough, tougher to find ways that I can compete with those guys and, and can be successful um, against those older guys. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, he, he did that with our entire team. But uh, again, you know, my freshman year, he really pushed me in that area and, and helped me a lot. Um, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough transition. Um, you know, I was, a, I was definitely on the thinner side, especially when I came in from middle school, I was a very light and thin. And uh, that was probably my biggest transition was the, the physicality of the game more so than the speed of the game. Um, so that's something, you know, depending on how, how kids mature that they all could have to deal with, um, you know, the, the, sk the skill side of the game and coach wide, was also a big, uh, proponent of, of skill, skill development. Um, I felt like I, I'd had a lot of that in the past working with my dad and kind of growing up. So I felt confident and strong in that area, shooting, passing, ball handling. Um, but again, the physicality and, and just being a little tougher, that was something he really pushed me and, and helped me excel in. So I talked to Coach Whited uh, for one of these first couple of episodes we did for this podcast, and he obviously – you were one of the players he spoke most highly about. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of talk about him a little bit. What, what in your opinion, made Roy Whited a great coach? Because he's had success wherever he's gone. He was obviously – he was at York Institute last year, and in one season got him within a game of going to Murfreesboro for the state tournament. Uh, what makes him a great coach in your opinion? Oh, he's, he's just driven. Um, he wants to succeed. He wants his teams to succeed. He doesn't allow for – uh, complacency on the team um, you know it was never you, you know you never play a perfect game you, you you know you can always achieve more with him and he would push you to try to do that it was you know I have some great stories that you know I would he, he was one that uh, if I hit the rim on the free throw and it bounced in he was he was mad at me so <laughs> I can remember distinctly several times I'd hit hit the front rim and then it would bounce in and he would be he would physically yell at me in practice or the game 
saying that's not good enough, that I shouldn't be hitting a rim on shots. So, again, he, he doesn't allow you to be complacent. He pushes you. But at the same time, he, he loves he loves his kids to death. I mean, he, he would do anything in the world for us. He took care of us. Um, you know, he, he, he made sure that we had that side of it as well. You can't do one without the other. You can't push kids uh, at the level he did without loving them on the other side at the same time. So, to me, that's the number one overall trade. I can go through many things. He was a great defensive coach. He had a, he's great with the one three one defense and really taught us that, and we were successful in that. Uh, as I mentioned before, skill development, he's great in that. He was, he was, um, he was very good at allowing players to play and not may, maybe trying to control the game as a coach so much. He taught us how to play the game and then let us play the game. So, again, I could go on and on about many things, but, uh, yeah, those are definitely all huge things that I learned when I became a coach later on um, and, and were able to use some of those things, but also just, just help me become a better player and our team become a better team. So I hear this from coaches all the time that, you know, one of the biggest keys to being successful as a coach is relationship building, is showing your athletes, regardless of the sport, that you care about them as, as human beings and as people more so than just as athletes. Uh, from an athlete's point of view, your coach, be, again, being a big proponent of that, how much more confidence did that allow you to play with because, you know, you had a coach that gave you that freedom to play and that actually cared about your success? I think that's very important. And I think you're seeing that a lot in offenses today where um, players are given the freedom to, to maybe take some tougher shots, but you're seeing some tough shots made on offense. Um, but just, I think uh, a big piece of it is overall confidence. I don't think people sometimes understand how strong, um, how how important confidence is for a basketball player, for any, probably for any player, but especially for, for, for games of skill, which basketball is. The, you know, when you have confidence to do something, you can do a lot more and you can do it at a lot more uh, successful level when you do have that confidence. And, and we can call it freedom, you can call it whatever. I think it's more so confidence that you know that, hey, it's okay if I do this. And if I miss one, miss a shot, it's okay. If I make a mistake, it's okay. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get pointed out my, my, my failures. Um, and I need to get those pointed out. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to sit on the bench the whole time or that it's not okay to, to try to get better and try to attempt some of those shots or do whatever it may be. So he was, again, he, he, he put confidence in a lot of us. We knew he had confidence in us. We knew, we knew how to play. I mean, he, he's told us how to play the game and what is a good shot, what's not a good shot, you know, what's a good turnover, not a good turnover. We knew what those things were. As long as we were applying those bases, um, we felt very confident with uh, going out there and playing and being relaxed to go out and play relaxed uh, type of game. So let's talk about the state championship team then, because I have to ask in, in every sport, I feel like there's a moment for championship teams where you realize like that you might have something special and you can look that across any sport that any championship team, there's maybe a moment where everything clicks and you realize we, we could maybe do something special this year. Was there a moment like that for for the championship team, the first championship team or no? Um, you know, I'm, I think there was, um, I think there was probably not for me so much. I'm a, I'm more of a day-to-day -day type person of, I focus on what's in front of me now. I respect the other teams are playing so much. If we were playing one of the worst teams in Tennessee, I'd be like, I don't know if we can win this game. What do we got to do to win this game? That's kind of my mentality. And I really don't change my mentality for any team I'm playing or kind of whatever success that we've had. Uh, but I think there were some definitely some confidence boosters. I know we played Cleveland um, mm -hmm. High School at, at uh, Cookville High School in a tournament 
one of the first games of the year, maybe first or second game of the year, my junior year, which is our first state championship year. And they had Vincent Yarbrough at the time who went to Tennessee and played. One of the, I think he was the number one player in the country. Um, and, you know, they had won the state championship the year before, and we, we beat them, and they were the number one team in the state. So I think they gave us a lot of confidence that we were on that level, that we could beat anyone at any time. Whether I knew at that point, I don't think I knew at that point that we were, you know, probably the best team in the state at that, at that point. Um, whether others did or not, again, I was more focused on the day-to-day. I don't know when Coach Wyden may have thought that or some of our other players. I've heard Brad Walker talk about knowing that in the spring before that year. Um, who, Brad Walker is one of our centers on our basketball team. Uh, he was a senior that year. And, um, you know, our, one of our, he was our team leader. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he talked about in that spring that year, he knew we were going to be good. Um, he thought we were a, one of the top teams in the state. I didn't realize at that time. So I don't, I don't know. I'm really kind of focused day-to-day on where we're at. So I would say that Cleveland game gave some people some confidence in thinking they were pretty good. And then we were able to continue that success through the, throughout the year. Um, I think by the end of the year, we were pretty confident that we could beat anybody and felt like we had a chance to win the state tournament. And I know y'all had to win some big games in the postseason to obviously get to that point. Are there any games that you remember that stick out to you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there were a lot of games there. We obviously uh, had had pretty good rivalry with with Columbia High School there. We, they, they actually had beat us in the region tournament. Um before early there. So that was kind of a rivalry. We, we faced them again the next year because they had a bunch of guys coming back. Um, so we ended up beating them in the championship my senior year. Uh, so some rivalries there with them, some rival, rivalry games with Oakland High School, who was really good. Um, they had actually beat us the year before my sophomore year. And we had a good team that year too, but we had lost a ton of seniors. And that's why I didn't know coming into my junior year how good we could be because we had lost, I think, seven seniors from that team before. Uh, three, at least three starters. So, um, you know, but Oakland had beat the year before and they had returned to everybody. Uh, but I think that probably the game that sticks out to all the players is probably the Cleveland, um, the the Cleveland high school game in the sub-state at Cleveland when playing Vincent Yarborough, Dell Baker as well, his, his brother that also played Tennessee. They also had Russell Ware, um, who's a really good player. I mean, they were loaded. And, um, you know, going over there and, and beating them in the sub-state game to get to the state tournament, that was, a, that was a pretty special game, and that's one that definitely stands out. Um, uh, and, and we had so many guys contribute in different ways, um, whether it be defensively, rebounding, scoring. Uh, Jared Austin had a had an unbelievable stretch. Kyle Gribble had an unbelievable stretch in that game. Brad Walker always does what he does and aggravates the other team guards. And he's, he's a tough guy, toughness guy. So, yeah, we, we had a – yeah, that, that, that game definitely stands out, um, as well as the three state championship games. So let's talk about the state championship itself. First of all, I have to ask, what is the feeling like when you're on the court, on the bench, what have you, uh, when that buzzer goes off in the state championship and you're leading on the scoreboard? What is that feeling like? It's pretty unbelievable. This, that was probably my thing growing up is my my basketball dreams were the high school, Tennessee high school state basketball championship. I've been going to the, to the state tournament since I was in fourth grade. Um, I've been going, I've been every year, I believe, since the fourth grade till we got to actually play in it. So, um, you know, for me, that was kind of like the dream, the pinnacle of, of what my basketball career, you know, what I would want in the basketball career is just to go to the state tournament and play in it. And obviously you get there and you, you win the first game, you win the second, playing the championship game. It's a, it's pretty surreal. Um, you know, it, it goes so quick. You know, those three, we were back to back to back night. So you go, you play, you play, you play. It kind of goes really quick. You're jumping from one team to the next. 
uh, going there. But um, yeah, it was it was awesome. It's it's almost goes so quick you have to kind of take a minute to kind of look back on it, reflect on it, which we did. We 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 have the tapes of the games, and <laughs> I mean, we we definitely all gone back and watched those uh, several times and kind of reminisced about those. Uh, we did that a few years ago had a little reunion with our high school and watch some of those games. So that's always fun to do, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, something, something that's, it's, it's just really, it's a dream. That's what it is. It's a dream because you, you've dreamed about your whole career playing and to actually get there and do that and then have it all of White County. I, I can't imagine there was a, a person in White County at that time. Cause I know they were all in the Murphy center down in Murfreesboro at the game. Cause we, we had such a great contingent of, of White County fans there. Um, and just celebrating with them because because uh, you know we've had a lot of successful teams and uh, women and men's teams there at White County High School and, and really it probably should have won some other state championships before then and didn't for whatever reason and, and to finally bring that trophy back to White County was pretty special. So I have to ask, did you ever in a million years think that you would bring home a second the next year as well? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, again, I go back to my day to the day to day. I mean, that's kind of not how I think. I think about what's just right in front of me. Um, I knew we had a good team and we had a lot coming back. We lost, we lost Brad Walker and Corey Wilson, um, both good players, both, both integral parts to our first team. Um, but we had, we had good players coming back. Um, and we knew we had, would have a chance, but it was a lot harder. The first year we were kind of the hunters, mm-hmm. um, and we were going after everyone else. We were the team going after Cleveland High School. We were the ones going after uh, all these teams trying to beat them. And we were kind of the no name and, and nobody expected anything out of us uh, really. To the second year, it was completely flipped where everyone was coming after us. Even throughout the regular season, we were everybody's big game. And you, we couldn't have a night where we, you know, where we, didn't bring our A game or our best because these teams were coming after us and they were going to, they were going to give us their A game, which I think in the end probably helped us, made us better, more consistent throughout the year, made us uh, identify some of our weaknesses throughout the regular season that we, we did have some weaknesses that we had to overcome after losing Brad, I think some toughness and some, some things we had to figure out on the, on the leadership side of of the game um, and make those adjustments. But I think those, those, those uh, challenges we had not in, not out helped us. Now we didn't lose a lot of games, but I, I do think I could definitely tell the difference in um, how teams played against us night to night uh, during the regular season. So being as important as you were to White County and, and obviously knowing the rivalry and what it is, you have to have some good White County Cookville story. You have to have, <laughs> or you have to have some, there's gotta be something that sticks out to you from that. Oh man, every one of them. I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can have, draw a specific moment, but it, it, it really was a rivalry. I mean, I remember we got our, our, bus egg by, by some of the students there at Cookville uh, one time getting on on and off the bus. I had all the all the chants there. Um, I had a lot of the uh, Kelly's better chants and things like <laughs> that I had to deal with, which I, I didn't mind at all. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great rivalry. They had, they had some good players too. Um, we had some competitive games, but it would start even in the summer. We always played our, our team camps um, at Tennessee Tech team camps and, you know, we would watch some of their games and see how they were performing They'd watch some of our games and see how we were looking in summer camp, and it's this was all the way through all four years. So, um, yeah, again, there were there were definitely some some fun moments. Um, you know, we we I think we probably got the better of them over over the four years I was there. But I know they did beat us at least once during those four years. Um, but they did have some really good teams and and made us better. Made us better. I think we made them better, and I think it's a 
in the end, it was a good, healthy rivalry. Where do you put that rivalry? Because obviously it's still very prevalent today. And, you know, obviously a lot of kids that live in Cook will go to White County. Obviously the rivalry is still very, very important today. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, do you, where do you think that rivalry ranks in terms of high school rivalries in the state of Tennessee? Because I think it's got to be right there near the top. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen any any bigger than that. I mean, the, the intensity of it. Obviously, I haven't been all over the state and seen everything, but I haven't seen any that's any bigger than that. I know there's some up in uh, probably up in the Johnson City area. It's got some pretty good rivalries. I'm sure some of the Memphis schools have some good rivalries and and everything. But as far as just the fan support on both sides and and being so close, I mean. Um, you know, where the fans can be at home games and away games. Uh, the players, you feel a little bit extra during those games. There's a little bit more energy, a little bit more uh, bounce in your legs. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was – it was uh, I think it's a great rivalry. And, and it's not just basketball. It's all sports mm-hmm. that we played. It's always been kind of that football sparta rivalry that's uh, – again, I, I think it's a good thing for, for all sports and healthy. As long as it doesn't go too far, no one's getting hurt or insulted in any way. Um, you know, I think that just brings the competition up. It makes players better. It makes them perform at a higher level. And I think it's a lot of fun for the fans as well. So I think it's a good thing. So what did life uh, after high school, what did, what did life after high school look like for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, my initial dreams were all about high school, playing in, playing the state tournament for my basketball. And obviously I uh, was fortunate enough to, to go to Tennessee Tech. You know, it was, uh, you know, it, you had to sort through what schools are recruiting you. Uh, but it really wasn't as tough a decision for me. My mom played at Tennessee Tech. My dad played at Tennessee Tech. My mom was working at Tennessee Tech at the time, you know, uh, 15 miles away. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a pretty easy decision for me uh, to go to Tennessee Tech. Um, but it's it's a it's a different challenge. Um, again, I think you have a speed of the game challenge. You have a you have a uh, physicality of the game challenge where you're stepping up to that Division One level in college and. Um, so yeah, there are definitely adjustments that have to be made, uh, but yeah, it's it definitely a dream come true. I ended up in a great situation as well, where we were able to go over there and be successful at Tennessee Tech. Um, I think one of the I think one of the the most successful times here in Tennessee Tech, we had won I know over 20 games my last three years. I think we had 27 or 28 wins my junior year, which was a school record. Um, so yeah, I was I was very fortunate to be on a really good team. Under some really good coaches at Tennessee Tech. Jeff Lebo was there when I first went. He recruited me there. Um, excellent coach and um, learned a lot from him. Um, you know, Mike Sutton came in my last year and, and was coach. We had a good team that last year as well. Um, but yeah, it was. I was very fortunate uh, to be on some good teams again. And that's that's kind of what I've always enjoyed. It's just trying to be on teams that have a chance to win championships and whether whatever level it is. You know, we were able to win two OVC regular season championships, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't, wouldn't have that any other way. Was there ever an interest? Because I know for some players, you know, some players do have that dream of getting to, to the highest professional rank, you know, place they can to play the game. Was there ever an interest in coaching for you? Did you ever did you ever kind of think that maybe one day I'd like to coach, like how, say, Roy White had coached? Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I knew I wanted to have some basketball involvement in, in some way. So, um, you know, I didn't know what that – what that looked like, um, you don't ever really know. I, I really wanted to coach in college, which that's what the kind of direction I went is, is coaching in college. Um, you know, I, I really didn't know if I wanted to be a high school teacher. My dad was an educator. He was a teacher for a long time, a principal at the White County High School. So um, definitely respected that, 
but didn't know if that was exactly what I wanted to do. I was really kind of more into the business side of things, but also loved coaching. I love the recruiting side of things as well. I got exposed to that some as a, as a high school player. So I ended up going the college coaching route, um, you know, and coaching down at UTC for a while. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was uh, something that's always kind of in the back of my mind, you know, when that would happen or how, how that would happen or if I could be successful and I didn't know. But, uh, yeah, that was something I always thought I would probably get in eventually. So what are you doing today now? I am in public accounting now, so it's kind of a twist. Uh, again, I kind of take, took my business background, um, worked on my accounting degree at Tennessee Tech. I was able to get that. got my MBA later on at UTC. Um, so I have my accounting and MBA. And then, and then uh, after coaching, after coaching at UTC, I got into public accounting. Um, so it's kind of definitely a bit, been a big change, um, but I like it. I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers <laughs> of analysis and things like that. Kind of definitely applies to sports, too, with the – analytics that are involved in sports these days um i do i do the same type of analytic stuff i just do it on businesses now instead of, <laughs> instead of basketball teams or, or whatever sport so it's a lot of fun i enjoy it and uh yeah it's been a it's definitely been a, a bit of a change so do you do you go to like any games in sparta now or since you graduated have you like made it a point to like go to any games uh even if you know you're not you know you're obviously you're not playing there anymore you, do you ever go back I've been to a few games. Yeah, we've had some, especially, you know, we've had some reunions and um, some different events that we've gone, that I've gone back to games for. Um, you know, with my sister playing, I try to go to some of their games. Um, you know, my brother's actually coached at, at a Division II school in Georgia. So I've been trying to go to some of his. I've been to two of his games already this year, going to, going to another one here in a couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I'm definitely involved in watching games, going to games. I get to watch a lot more on TV now than I did um, – when I was a, when I was a coach um, and when I was when I was playing, so I do get to watch a lot more on TV. Um, I guess TV makes it a little bit easier to, to see a lot of games at one time than going to the games. But yeah, I definitely definitely go to games. Definitely have been to some Sparta games. I wish I could go to more. Um, kind of my location, it's just hard for me to get there um, on, on a lot of the games. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely try to follow them when I can. See the scores, see what's going on. I may not see see them play or know the players um, as much anymore. But but definitely rooting for for Sparta, for, for Tennessee Tech, and um, obviously for my sisters and brothers teams when they're playing as well. So mm -hmm. so the way I like to end all these is just, you know, give a little bit of advice out there to younger athletes uh, that want to get to the point that you got to, where they're competing for a state title, uh, being a major part of their high school team. What's some advice you would give them? And then looking back on everything, what is some also some advice you would give your younger self? Okay, yeah. So I guess advice for, for others is um, – Really, I mean, it can happen. You can dream and happen. I mean, I was a, I grew up watching the movie Hoosiers, which was a lot of people really relate to what we did was we were the, I think the smallest or one of the smallest AAA schools in the state of Tennessee. Um, and going to win a state championship was kind of what the theme of Hoosiers was built on. But I mean, I can quote the whole movie of Hoosiers and watch that as again, part of my dream uh, of going and, and playing in the high school state championship uh, in the state tournament and playing the state championship. state a state championship. Um, so yeah, just don't, it, it can happen. It can happen, and you got to work hard to to not only help yourself, but you got to build a. I think what we were able to do is build a group around us that really enjoyed basketball, that really competed and played for each other, um, even more so than nobody's really playing for themselves. We were all playing for White County High School. We were all playing for the teammate beside us and our coaches beside us, and for our fans that were really passionate about the game. 
So um, really we were playing for a bigger cause. And um, I think that's probably the overall uh, trend of what I would encourage players to do, to lay it all out there, uh, but play for a bigger cause even than yourself. As far as for me, what would, what would I have uh, wish I would have known? Um, wow, there's a lot of things I wish I would have known or I wish <laughs> I would have worked on and done better. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably just say, you know, probably look at the, look at the bigger picture. Again, I, I've kind of talked a couple of times. I'm very much focused on what's in front of me at the immediate moment, but taking a step back to just kind of look at everything, the, the total involvement of everything that's going on and how big of a, how big those successes were that we had. You know, I, I, I definitely remember them. I definitely cherish them and think about those things, but, but at times I was, all right, we won the state championship, what's next? And, and that's kind of was always my mindset. So maybe I wish I would have taken a step back and look at some of those successes that our team did had and, and kind of um, relished on them a little bit more. Um, as far as playing wise, I, I probably need to get in the weight room a little bit more. As a player, <laughs> uh, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I felt like I put in the work um, on the court, on the skill side um, to, to, my, to my best ability. Um, you know, that weight room side of it, I think is something I probably could have taken to another level. Um, you know, probably something I didn't enjoy as much was the weight room side, which I did a good job getting us strong enough to compete and everything. But, um, you know, that, that's out as well. Not too early for kids, but I would say, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it, you know, that's that's very important to have that, that strength, the uh, athletic ability and things like that. The, the more you move up into certain levels, that's going to play a, play a bigger part into your game. Wise, wise words. That was White County legend Brent Jolly.